We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We, we just thank the Lord for each and every one of you that are faithful to listen to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast on radio and on internet. We are excited about you and what the Lord is doing in you as the children of God. We live in an exciting day and time. I want to open the program with prayer. I like to open it with prayer. I like to open it and, and close it with prayer. Because when we pray, we come into agreement. Now, uh, we understand that maybe some that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior are listening. And we, we desire that before the program were over, that the Word of God that is imparted into their lives would would be able to just convict them and that they would repent of all their sin and, and believe in Jesus as we do as the only begotten Son of the Father that was sent here to earth over 2,000 years ago, gave His life, died on the cross, shed His blood, was the perfect holy sacrifice, rose from the dead on the third day, ascended 40 days later into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father. We would pray that by the end of the program they would believe that, that He is the only way to be sure by accepting him and repenting of your sins and following him all the days of your life on earth, that he is the only way to have eternal security. That one day after, after it's all said and done, that if they've accepted Christ, their eternity will be with him in heaven. There is no other way in. Jesus is the way. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm life. And we just thank God for the opportunity to speak that truth in, around the world. And we want to pray for you that already believe and have accepted Jesus. We know that you are required to go through many things as we are here in this day. So let's bow our heads, all those that know Jesus, and welcome him in our midst that the glory of the Lord would uh, be lifted up during the teaching of the word. Father, we just come in the name of your son, Jesus. And we thank you, God, for all those that are listening. We pray blessings over them. We pray that the word of God will go forth. We know that it will not go void, but it will fulfill the pleasure for which it's sent. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for hungry believers. They're hungry for the bread of life. They're hungry for the word of God. We ask, God, that you would bless them, strengthen them. If the sick are listening, Lord, let them be healed under the teaching of the word. We can be teaching about something other than healing. And people's bodies can be made whole because your word is the full authority in this universe. And, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. We ask blessings and that every need out there, Lord, be met by the power of Jesus Christ for your church. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the Lord has put on my heart to minister about some promises in the word of God. And church, we as his children have a covenant. And in that covenant with Jesus, there are over 4,700 promises in the word of God. Now that means we're some blessed people. And when Jesus makes a promise, he's going to keep it. Now, some of the promises are on the negative side, just like he promises that 
children that are disobedient will endure his wrath. And so he says, if we aren't obedient, then we'll be under the curses instead of under the blessings. Those are kind of promises that we need to recognize because that teaches us what to do and what not to do and should encourage us to be obedient children. But today I want to talk to you about some positive things, some promises that Jesus Christ has made to us. Now, we're entering 2000. We've entered 2010. And I believe that one of the one of the greatest principalities that's going to war against Jesus's people is the principality of fear. So I first want to begin with some promises that Jesus spoke in the word of God about fear, because, see, these are our weapons, because our weapons are not carnal. No, our weapons are in the spirit because we after we're saved, we enter a spiritual kingdom. And our weapons, therefore, are not in the natural. They, our sword is spiritual because it's the word of God. So these scriptures that I'm going to speak to you are your ammunition, hallelujah, in the spirit against the principality of fear that will come against us. Afraid of many different things that are going on in the world. Jesus wrote out of his holy word that, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, Jesus is clearly teaching us through Apostle Paul that we do not have, we haven't received a spirit of fear, meaning the Holy Spirit that dwells in us as God's children <laughs> has no fear. My goodness, we know that. Let's think about that. If we're walking in the spirit of the Lord, then we're walking in his Holy Spirit that absolutely has no fear. What can man do against you if God is for you? In the spiritual realm, children of God, fear has no place in your life. When you walk in the flesh, fear can get to you. Fear can move your faith. It can steal your faith. Amen. You can't walk in faith and fear. We've said it many times over the years and walk in the spirit of God. So he has not, we have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear because fear brings you into bondage. Amen. Fear has bondage. Amen. And it torments you. And that's spoken in 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. Now, what did Jesus tell us to walk in? He told us to walk in his agape love because there's no fear there. When you walk in God's love, you're walking in the spirit not after the flesh, but perfect love. That means the maturity of God's love when it's developed in a believer's heart casts out all fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. That means again shows us and means that we need to mature in Christ. We need to pray every day. Lord, create in me your heart of love. Mature my revelation of your love mature we don't need to be forgetting about praying for the first fruit the fruit that contains all the other eight fruits that are mentioned in galatians 5 22 and 23 we need to remember that love is that first fruit because without love we're nothing but clanging brass cymbals and the love here says is our greatest weapon against fear so we need to remember that somebody's hearing this. Oh, somebody's receiving this. 
And praise God for that person. Psalms 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, when you abide under the shadow of the Almighty God, what have you got to be afraid of? So I want to ask you, Christians, how much time do you spend in the secret place? And when you go in that secret place means quality time. That's not the prayer, and we're to pray without ceasing, so don't misunderstand me. I'm just talking about the most important type of prayer, and that's when you go off and be alone with God. Don't answer the phone. You're not driving down the road having to pay attention to where you're going. Your mind's on one thing, your spirit's praying. That's good. Do that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about secret the promises here for those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. They are the ones that shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. They are the ones that will walk out their day, hallelujah, with the protection of God. They are the ones that will be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They are the ones that will be ready, armed and dangerous when all hell rises up against them. Oh, my, my, my. They will be the ones that do not fear man. They won't care what man says, mankind. They won't care what, what they're trying to do to them. They're going to be armed because they're dwelling under the shadow. Glory to God of the Almighty God. They won't fear anything. And uh, verses 4 through 7 says in that same chapter in Psalms 91, He shall cover them with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. When fear comes, we need to stand up and say, No, I trust in the word of God. I trust in what my God has said. Church, it's time that we come to a realm where we have memorized so many promises of the word of God that in the twinkling of an eye, the snap of a finger, when the enemy rises up, we speak to that circumstance a promise of God. That's your weapon, the word of God. That's your sword. Amen. So we need to begin to do that. And thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Now the terror by night is a very good study, and you need to study it if you haven't already. This is where the assignments of, of hell are actually written in the spirit realm during the night against the body of Christ. See, the devil does most of his dirty work in the night. He makes his assignments at the gates of hell against the Christians, the body of Christ, at night. That's why it's important that you better get up before the sun rises up and already be dwelling in the secret place of the Most High and through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ be null, null and void every assignment against you, your families, your finances, your health. Come on and know and claim this promise. He shall cover thee with his feathers under his wings, and thou shalt trust 
in him his trust shall be your shield and buckler what are you supposed to trust in the lord you're supposed to trust in his word and thou shalt not be afraid for all those assignments at night the tear at night why do you think you get nightmares at night you need to bind the enemy before you go to sleep i haven't had a nightmare in years glory to god and i give god the praise and the honor and the glory for it because he's trained me glory to god the holy ghost has trained me hasn't he you to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And i got a whole lot more to learn. But I've learned to take authority before I go to sleep at night. Bind the enemy up in all his lies that he cannot speak to me in the night. Amen. I have that authority and so do you in the name of Jesus. So many times we don't use and appropriate what we've been taught. We don't study enough to know. And this promise is for me. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies against me by day. Because that goes back to Ephesians chapter 6, where the fiery darts will fly. Amen. But I have a shield up. My shield is trust and faith. Can't have faith without trust. Can't have trust without faith. And that is in God. I'm teaching somebody something out of the word of God today. You need to live it. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side. And ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come near you. You see how important the secret place is? You dwell in that secret place. That means that's the most important part of the lifestyle that you now live. The most important part of your day. Dwell there. Don't take vacation from the secret place. Dwell there. Hallelujah. That's your dwelling place. Hallelujah. In Psalms, glory to God, it also says in 91, 10, and 11, here's your beautiful promise. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. What a promise. No evil shall befall thee. That means no evil shall overtake you. We need to begin in the body of Christ all over again to begin to really believe the covenant promises. God forgive us. Forgive us for not believing, not using, hallelujah, not declaring, not speaking, glory to God, and not living in agreement with you in the covenant, the promises that you've made to us. We need to repent, church, all around the world, all around the world, beginning at me and everyone else out there. We need to repent of not believing, glory to God, and not living, and not claiming, and not declaring in the face of the enemy the promises of God. Amen? That's where we lack. And God is getting ready to shake the church and shake everything that he can be shaken and wake up the church. And we're going to begin to get this right. Amen? Proverbs 3, 25 and 26 says, Be not afraid of sudden fear. Oh, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be your confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Woo, praise God. Don't be afraid of sudden fear. Now, there's a lot of things in the world that just come. 
so quickly. You can maybe be going down the highway and boom, you're in a car accident. Don't be afraid of sudden fear that will attack you for many different various reasons. Neither the desolation of the wicked, amen, when it comes. For the Lord shall be your confidence and shall keep your foot from being taken. Now, isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing of God? What a promise. What a holy covenant he has given his people. What a kingdom we are a part of. These, this is our power. These are our weapons. Amen. And we need to prophesy, proclaim, and declare the truth of the scriptures. Isaiah 54 and 14. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Oh, I want to read it again. Far from oppression. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Woo! Thank you, God. We should be far from oppression. You say, well, how is that when there's oppression all around me? In the spirit. If we're hidden in Christ, we're far from it. Oppression can't even find us, can't affect us. We can walk right through it. Amen. We can walk through a troop. We can leap over a wall. Amen. In the spirit realm. Doesn't mean oppression won't be all around you. It was all around Jesus. Everywhere that he went, they were wanting to kill him. They spit on him. They despitefully rejected him. Glory to God. Did Jesus, did Jesus have it easy? No, but he means in the spirit realm. It didn't stop him. How many of you out there are literally allowing children of God, not the lost, not the wicked, they carry the oppression. How many of God's children are listening to me today that have not overcome the oppression that is around you, trying to squeeze you? Have you ever felt like you were in a vice have you ever felt like there, that you were in a season of manifold temptations and heaviness? And Jesus is allowing that to teach you how to overcome oppression. One of the ways to overcome it is to claim a promise. That's an awesome promise for overcoming oppression. Isaiah 54, 14 that I just re read you. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror. Terror is a, a high power of fear. When you're terrorized, you're bullied, you're threatened. Glory to God. But it says it shall not come near you. Woo! Why? Because you've dwelt in the secret place of the Most High. You've raised up a shield that your trust is in God. You've yielded your life to Jesus. And the only thing you'll fear is the one that has the right to send you to heaven or hell. And that's a reverent fear of Jesus Christ. Amen? So you're hidden from darkness. Psalms 56, 11, another promise. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. 
Some of you need to memorize that scripture, Psalms 56, 11. Some of you need, when you're going out to witness or whatever you're doing in the kingdom work, you need to quote this. When fear tries to come to make you ineffective. You see, if fear can grip our hearts, if fear can oppress us and push us down in whatever way, shape, or manner, we'll have no power. We can't walk in the Spirit of God and be afraid of anything except our King. And our King is Jesus. So I bind that fear from you. I take authority over it. Oh, my. Every power of fear that's come against your life. Some of you are afraid of the sickness and disease that has gripped your flesh. Well, let me tell you what. You need to deal with the fear in order to get the healing. If you don't deal with the fear, because fear and unbelief work together. If you're afraid of anything except reverently fear in Christ, then you're bound by some unbelief. You're bound by some darkness. Hallelujah. And you can't get loose so many times. We need to rebuke fear. Glory to God. And Jesus is speaking this revelation to me right now as a minister. Before I pray for those to be healed in their bodies, I need to bind fear. And they need to repent of fear because fear and unbelief work together. Glory to God. So Jesus just given us some more revelation, knowledge, and understanding as we teach here today. And oh, I have a wonderful congregation. I can't see your faces. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm just so free to speak. Hallelujah. To the nations. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Glory. Jesus came, church to set us free he didn't come to put us in bondage he came to set the captive free so let's memorize psalms 56 11 in god have i put my trust i will not be afraid of what man can do to me because after all even if they kill the body and the soul guess what they still don't win hallelujah somebody in the nations needs to hear this Oh, even if they take our physical life, they can shoot us, they can kill us. Many of God's people have been martyred. Oh, if they got a crown, we can't even imagine their reward for dying for him. But I'll tell you what, look at the devil didn't win. All he did was send them right to glory for great reward, and they're going to live forever. You see, that's why Paul said, death no longer has any sting to me. So I'm trying, the Spirit of the Lord is trying to get you to see what can man do against you? What can the enemy do against you? You're, you've won. You're on the winning side. He can't take your salvation unless you give it to him. You're not going to give it to him. You're not going to give him your crown. That's your salvation. You're not going to let him have it. We're born again. We cherish our salvation. We don't neglect our salvation. We're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. We win. He loses. Hallelujah. And he knows that, but he tries to cause us to forget it by circumstances. Amen. Listen to a couple more promises before we close. John 14 and 27 says, peace I leave with you. Now, this is your covenant promise about peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There's much in this scripture. 
Let us be provoked to think about the beauty of this promise. Jesus spoke these words to you, his people. Peace I leave with you. Where do you get, what do you mean he leaves with you? He gave you his comforter. Holy Spirit brings us peace. The Holy Spirit is peace. Amen. Jesus is peace. They are one. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Well, the world can give you temporary peace, but Jesus Christ didn't give that kind of peace. He said, the peace I give you is going to, it's going to be with you until you leave this world. So fear comes to steal that peace, doesn't it? And it says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. A heart that's troubled is a fretting heart, an unbelieving heart, a heart that's doubting, a heart that's afraid. Neither let it be troubled and don't let it be afraid. Why? Because then the power of God cannot flow through your life. You cannot walk in the victory. You will walk defeated, though here lies within you as a child of God, the unlimited power of Jesus Christ to speak to a mountain and the mountain to move. The mountain's a circumstance. You speak to that circumstance and that's going to you're going to speak in faith without fear. See, mountains in the body of Christ are not being moved. People may be quoting the scripture. I'm speaking to the mountain. But if in their heart they're still afraid of that circumstance, still worried about that circumstance, they're fully not trusting in God. We can say it. We can give God lip service. We can quote scriptures. But if they aren't alive in us, and we really don't believe them, and we're still bound by this horrible power of fear. And Jesus said in Romans at the beginning of this teaching that he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power. Amen? We have the Holy Ghost in us. So I pray right now in closing, Lord, hallelujah, Hebrews 13, 6, to close with, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. Perfect scripture to close with. God, help us all. Lord, we bow our heads, hallelujah, and we repent of fear. We repent of the doubt that it brings. We repent of the unbelief. We repent of not putting our full trust in you. And we ask you, Holy Ghost, uproot all fear out of our minds and out of our hearts and out of our lives and cause us to claim the promises of God, to speak the promises of God to the enemy when he rises up in circumstances that God Almighty, our mighty God, has allowed in order to be glorified through us. Why do you think, saints? Why do I think I go through troubles? Why do I think I go through temptations? It's an opportunity given to the body of Christ to show the one in them is greater than the one in the world. Your problems, your challenges, your trials. Oh, look at them in a whole new way. Oh, hallelujah. Look at them in a whole new way. Say, oh, God, you've allowed this for me to show the world that you're alive, that it is you that lives in me. Oh, and those around me that are lost will see 
that it's not a human faith. It's not a human outlook. It's not a human hope. It's not a human or worldly joy. But it is a divine nature of Jesus Christ in attitude, response, and speech. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and praise Him. Raise your hands and thank Him. All around the world, I can just picture thousands and thousands of people giving Him a wave offering and thanking Him for the promises in the covenant and thanking Him that He's just forgiven us all our fears. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you've forgiven us our doubts and our unbelief. And Lord, that you're going to give us grace not to go back in that bondage of fear. Woo, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We praise you today, Jesus. We thank you that bodies are being healed because they no longer fear the enemy. That you, Jesus, by your stripes, they're going to be healed. Thank you, Jesus, that they're going to send forth and declare and believe when they declare the promises of their God. We thank you for the better covenant, God. We thank you for it, Lord, and we give you praise and we give you honor. God bless all of you. I just love you so much. I can't wait to meet you in heaven. All those that have heard the broadcast spoken by the Spirit of the living God, you be sure and pray for us. We need your prayers. We're in those trials and temptations too. But God Almighty said, Lo, I'll be with you always to the end of the earth. So I may never meet you here on earth, but I'm going to meet you in the by and by in that Beulah land. God love you. Know that you're loved. Know that Jesus loves you. Oh, that Jesus doesn't condemn you, that he is there. He's your shield, your buckler, and that we, as your sisters and brothers in the Lord, we love you too. Don't forget to pray for us as we pray for you. See you soon in glory. God bless you.